The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. July 22nd, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Here to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW on TNT versus NXT on USA. Uh, pretty big night for both shows in the sense that they stack the cards. Um, ebbs and flows. So a lot of stuff to critique. Matt Morgan, overall, what'd you think of uh, tonight's shows? Loved it. And this is why I love Wednesday nights, because now I get to go back and pay more attention to the other shows that I kind of, I'll admit, like, AEW stole my attention a lot tonight. Yeah. And then, at times, NXT stole my attention a lot. So I like going back after we're done with the show, because we get a, we get our first reactions right away. Um, and, and then I always go back and I watch some of the other stuff that maybe I wasn't paying too close attention to because one of the other shows stole my attention. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it was awesome. It was awesome. Loved it. I, I don't even think there was much to steal. Raj, it felt to me like after that opening announcement on NXT, they were saying, hey, you know, if you want to flip over to, to TNT for a while, uh, just check back in periodically throughout the night. But you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought NXT crapped the bed for the first hour by not having yep. that announcement in the ring, making it seem like a big deal. They just blew it off in a quick video package. That was two minutes, with, and then Regal announcing how the new t- champion will be decided. Make it a big deal. Have it in the ring. I guarantee you, you'll do a lot better in the ratings with that than the Dexter Loomis-Killian Kane match. I mean, Killian Dane match. So. Can you remember his name? Yeah, <laughs> Killian Kane. Kennedy Kane. Yeah, so I, I just thought it was a weak way to get the title off of Lee and announce, you know, this uh, this five-way, the triple threats that are leading to the five-way um, at TakeOver. But outside of that, I thought NXT finished super strong. I love the Dijakovic, uh, Keith Lee, uh, Karrion Cross ending. It was very Rocky IV. Yes. I tweeted that. It was awesome. I thought, I think AEW, I thought, was super easy to watch. It was super entertaining. But I thought as far as building a star, um, they've done – no promotion has done as good a job as WWE has been doing with Karrion Cross so far. Superstar. Yeah. And so the storytelling, so- just all yeah. aspects. And I thought, again, that, that build in that last 10 minutes of NXT was better than anything on either show as far as building a match. I feel like they've almost uh, let off the gas a little with Keith Lee – because they're so on the carry and cross train now. I feel that, I mean, we all love Keith Lee, but doesn't carry already feel like the bigger star on NXT? I mean, he almost feels bigger than the North American title to me at this point. I don't feel he's bigger than Keith Lee yet. Really? I'm, I don't, maybe because we, I don't know if you guys see it, but I see this dude headlining WrestleMania one year. Keith Lee. Okay, so. To qualify my statement, Matt, I think was Keith Lee is such a baby face. I think not having the crowd there, the way the crowd would get behind him, right, and bask in his glory and all that, carrying across the brilliance <laughs> of his gimmick, but the brilliance of Karrion's gimmick, Karrion actually looks more badass in an empty arena, lights lower. I think that in this environment, he seems more like a killer, uh, literally, uh, than, uh, than Keith Lee. 
yeah. I mean, he obviously Keith Lee is somebody that you want to go, you know, have a meal with and shoot the, you know, the bleep sure. with, right? Somebody you want to hang out with. Um, yeah, he's gonna be a great baby face, which is hard to do at a man his size, but. Again, he's another one that I think defies that formula, which I've always told you guys. It's so difficult to get a big man over as a baby face because yeah. you don't get sympathy more times than not, especially with all these other super short talents they have on these rosters now. Yeah. Wrestling's different than when I was there. So he's got all these tiny people that are going to be getting heat on on these in these matches when he gets called up, as for you, Justin Babar, to Raw and SmackDown. So, look, we're going to talk about AEW first, but let's just uh, maybe discuss the big first hour story coming out of uh, NXT, which is William Regal's big announcement. He had Keith Lee uh, via via Skype or Zoom or whatever uh, doing this video and saying he's going to defend the NXT championship frequently um, and fiercely, but the North American championship, he's, he's dropping it. And uh, there's going to be the series of triple threat matches to determine the contenders who are going to have a ladder match at NXT TakeOver 30 one month from today, the night before SummerSlam, to crown a new North American title. Uh, champion. Dude, uh, okay, right off the bat, they make this title more important to me as a fan sure. than I will argue either of the, of the men's titles right now on Raw and SmackDown. I'm being dead serious for what it's going to take for that person to win that title is already done a better job on making it feel important. There's Wait. high stakes, multiple matches to get there. Do you know what I mean but by you that? Just give it away. So this is like, I was driving a geo storm and now I just got a BMW and now, Hey, you know, I'm good with the BMW little brother. I'm going to give you that geo storm. It's all yours, buddy. <laughs> it just feels like an afterthought. If the champ is like, eh, I'm setting it free. One of you, uh, one of you, uh, plebs, fight, fight for, fight for my seconds. So that's not what I mean by that. I mean by yeah. the, the Regal setting up what he set up with a multitude of multi, multi-man matches. Say that ten times fast. Um, yes. Makes it feel important to me. It just does. Yeah, I, I, I agree with both of you. I, I do like that the, the, the multitude of multi-man matches makes it more unpredictable. But, Glenn, I, I agree with you just dropping it. You had built up this title for title. Why have a title for title if the guy never defends that title and just drops it two weeks later? Um, because they realize he can't afford to get pinned. But you know what yeah. they could do? They could do a Charlotte Flair thing where it's a triple threat match and he doesn't get pinned. And the next Ooh, week, you know, when someone yeah. else takes the title that way. Yes. Okay. But, but yeah, why did they do that? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. He literally just giving it away. Like it means nothing huh. to me. Yeah, they could say it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And no pop for a Geo Storm, Matt? That was like the it car in the early 90s. <laughs> Geo Metro. The, met- the Metro was said, like, I have $5,000 to spend so, on a hatchback. That was a whack. So, car. Yes. Matt Morgan digress moment here. I worked <laughs> for Enterprise Car Sales uh, for a minute there. Stanford, Connecticut. That's, that's the job I took so I could work yes. next to WWE headquarters. Anyways. I could pick up the front end of a geometric. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> Remember, I worked with a guy who had uh, the geo. What was the Jeep that they had? He had the Jeep. He thought it was like the coolest thing. And it was like, your Jeep costs $7,000. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so, Jonathan Prado, Buck99 Super Chat, saying the week title drop <laughs> took me out of the whole show. 
Wow. Darn. Wow, yeah. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan's hot. Jonathan, if you're hot about it, say you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Lopez, $5 <laughs> thing. I mean, Warrior did the same with the IC title back in the day when he became double champ, so he had no problem with it. Um, okay. And Shining Wiz TV, $2 super chat saying, Cross is all hype, good entrance, hot girl, that's it. Mm, I don't agree with that. Yeah. You think he's good in the ring? I don't think he's great. Good in the enough, ring, right? But good enough, and he's got charisma, which is lacking with a lot of guys. The, the look and charisma is uh, is something that is really lacking in wrestling today. It, it, it very much so is. I agree because the guys are so so set on memorizing all their spots, um, yeah. so they don't get their stuff opportunity to breathe, and that's where you get to see their characters in between the moves. I'm going to tell you guys, that's where you see these character moments. Um, really quick, who do you think's better in the ring, Keith Lee or Cross? Oh, Keith Lee. Yeah. Right? He's he's so good. Yeah. But Cross doesn't need to have a long match. Cross, right. You don't want Cross to be good in the ring yeah, right Cross now. Is, Cross is like a more competent Goldberg, I think, uh, with okay. his ring skills. Yeah, you don't want him kicking out at two over and over again to just random nobody, to Johnny Gargano. You know, you want him crushing people. Matt, what's the longest match you ever had? Because as a big guy, it seems like your matches should be uh, short. Current- Big time match, me versus Kurt Angle, Bound for Glory. That was a big test for me. To do, it was supposed to be twenty minutes. Yeah. So I, I don't remember if it ended up being twenty or seventeen or something like that. Within twenty, twenty with entrances, I think. And I remember yeah. being really nervous about it. Like guys, to tell you how serious I was taking it, I would go to my gym every morning, on fasted, not not, not eat anything in my stomach, right? And I would take a snorkeler, a snorkeler, a snorkel rather, snorkel. Put it in my mouth, put tape at the put tape at the top of the snorkel, put a little uh, pinhole in the top of it, and I gave myself a bootleg oxygen deprivation thing <laughs> by making it difficult to, to, to do to do cardio without much oxygen. Yeah. And it worked it worked. I was able to keep up for him move for move. It was a big test for me at the time. Seriously. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Prado Buck ninety nine saying AEW just feels like a better, smoother show. Like uh, no feels, question. No question. I feel it, it just feels more lively with the lighting and the outdoor atmosphere and, and yeah. just the co- the colors. You know, NXT is so drab with just the the black Every and gold. Week. Yeah. Every yeah. week it's like this. Yeah. In presentation, uh, AEW smokes, in my opinion, all the shows right now. Shout out to Real Marquise Number One, who within a minute said the Geo Tracker was the Jeep, and Disco Scotty oh. five dollar super chat saying we we owned four Geo Metros, still have two if you want to come over and lift them, Matt. So I know Disco Scotty, Scotty, stop wasting money. You could just text me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hunter Davidson, Buck ninety nine, saying new four horsemen in Sean Spears, FTR, and Hangman? Question mark. Ooh. You guys don't dig that? Uh, I, not the Spears. No no offense. He needs something. He's yeah. so good. He looks like a million bucks, too. He's tall. He doesn't look like the rest of them. He had Tully Blanchard's face on his balls you know, last month. I, I know. Listen, <laughs> I'm Out of context, that's a hell of a statement. <laughs> He's got awesome ring entrance music. Yeah. I, th- I think you need to build him for a while before putting him in the, that group as opposed to using the group to, to build him. You know, I, I think Cody, FTR, and Hangman would be awesome. Yeah. David 3X, $5 saying both are NXT. NXT and AEW are the best shows, but why does NXT get so much heat? Because it's on opposite AEW. And if they have a bad week, it's it's multiplied. I mean, they both get heat. 
If AEW has yeah. a bad week, I mean the last the the three weeks at NXT one. If you looked online, NXT was getting the better reviews. Uh, so go back to that comment real quick. Yes. So David, as you say that, David, there is somebody else out there right now saying the complete opposite to us right now. Right. So true. I'm just telling you, eyes in the beauty of the beholder. Depending on your point of view, I'm either completely in the tank for AEW or WWE. Right. Who knows? Right. Same here. Uh, right. Manic Hispanic 16, two dollars saying AEW had the better show by far. Sammy G is back. That was a big surprise at the end. Yeah, welcome um, back, Sammy. So he's yes. gone for about a month. It looks but like that's how long it takes, apparently, to get sensitive and trained. Uh, Skib Films 2, five dollar Australian saying if you watch AEW Dark as well as Dynamite, then tonight shows just how amazing AEW does their storytelling with all the seeds they planted for weeks. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like for the big oh. stories, um, and and by the big stories, I mean, I mean they're going to get to Cody and I mean uh, to MJF and John Moxley, and they're building MJF great. Uh, they've been building that Hangman Page, you know, uh, Kenny Omega split for a while, assuming that's going to happen. Yeah. And if it does, that's that's another uh, really good storyline. But outside of that, there's nothing else really strong story wise. Okay, so I, I, I've been disappointed lately how they've been building MJF, actually. Yeah. I don't like see, seeing him sitting in the crowd. He should never, ever be in the crowd, ever. He would never be caught dead in that crowd. Um, even if, like, Tony Khan demanded it in his contract or something, he mm-hmm. would not, there's no way. He'd blow his nose with that gun. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be, you know, too cool for all that stuff. Anyways, it makes him look like Lester in the start. Um, uh but what he's talking about in his comment, Skib Films, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's right because I, I, I do watch every – I watch all the YouTube clips on Being the Elite on AEW's YouTube as well. Um, I follow all their stuff on social like a complete mark. <laughs> so they do – I do like how they layer and stack everything. Granted, the garage's point always that nobody else is watching that stuff. So yeah. not enough. Not enough yeah. people are to understand – a lot of the innuendos and things you do see on those YouTube shows. Yeah, so here's when, the question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What happens first? Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. The turn happens. Does that happen huh? first or Sasha versus Bailey? Ooh. Because these are both ah, taking their sweet time. They are. I'm going to say Kenny and Hangman, right? Okay. I and almost Sasha. think Sasha and Bailey might happen next week. Wow. You said something on Twitter about that. I saw the other day. Yeah, I think because they're they're doing Sasha versus Oscar. I think Bailey costs costs Sasha, and they get the wheels turning, and then they do that SummerSlam match. It's quite a quite a quick build. Uh, so let's talk about AEW Dynamite on the TNT Network tonight. We opened up with Cody defending the TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. So for those who don't know, Raj, who is Eddie Kingston? And why were so many people excited about his participation in this match? I know who he is. Why didn't you ask him? <laughs> All right, well, you to you first, Matt. Yeah, okay, Matt. You, you <laughs> Eddie Kingston was really, really hot on the indies for quite a while. Got a break on Impact. Did an amazing job. He's a he's a he's a money promo. One of the best promos I've seen, quite frankly. He's straight from the heart, straight from the gut on all his promos. Um, you feel him every promo. Um, 
and then he moved on to what do you call it uh, with Billy Corrigan. His yeah, NWA. NWA. He did pretty well there. I still thought he was too big to be there, quite frankly. Um, he's really good. He's got to get himself in a little bit better shape. But he, his his uh, uh, promos just, I love him. I like him. He's a good guy, too. He's could a good you, worker. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was, sorry, man. Um, That's it. I was going to say, could you imagine if uh, Karrion Cross could cut a promo like Eddie Kingston? Like if you had a wrestler <laughs> that could do that. Probably. That would be our next Cena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And they yeah, had him cut his promo. That promo was just amazing that he cut tonight. And I, I, I had forgotten what a great promo he is. Uh, to your so point, good. Matt, it just, you know, his ring attire, he just needs to change that up because he sounds like such a badass. And then he gets in the ring and he's got like an 80s jobber outfit on. Yes. Yeah. Look kind of like uh, Underoos, at least the, the, the black and uh, gold. Yeah. Yeah. Cool under ruse. I mean, if I was like ten, they would have been super over. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, still, I, yeah. It's yeah. still his. He was just awesome here. I thought. Uh, good promo, good match. I mean, Cody obviously won via submission, but I don't know. I mean, do you think they offer Kingston a contract based on this time? Oh, I would hope so. And here's what I like about him, as a Northeasterner myself. Yeah, you don't have many Northeaster promo guys in, in wrestling anymore. Right when you hear that 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 thick northeast accent, that street, you know what I mean. You hear it in him. He, he's just so raw. His promos, I, I, there's always straight fire. His promos are so damn good. He, yeah, he was he was he was awesome. He was believable, and I think if they weren't going to give him a shot yet, he would have been on dark. You know, he would have made his debut on huh. dark. Um, the fact that he did it here, I, I don't think they haven't had someone appear on dynamite for their first match and not end up hiring them. I could be wrong. I might be missing one or two, but for the most part, if you're on dynamite, you're getting a deal. Yeah. Uh, but speaking when of dark, guys, I'm sorry. Real, real quick, when you guys get a chance, who's the short guy in dark order? John something. Short uh, Stu, not Stu, Gre- Stu, uh, Stu, uh, Stu, uh, John, no, he's short. He's the shortest of them. Noticeably. He's like five, Four, five, five. So John, cool. Literally, his name is John Silver. John Silver. Okay. When you guys get a chance, you got to check out him on Being the Elite. He is so funny. He's charismatic as hell. They need to use him. I know you guys think I'm nuts. Do those that watch this show that watch Being the Elite tell me I'm wrong? He's hilarious. They're missing out on this kid. Yeah. So funny. There you go. Sorry. Uh, Buddy Barlow. Stu Grayson is what I meant. (laughs) Buddy Barlow, uh, $2 saying Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Diamante. Book it. Um, Speaking of uh, people debuting, uh, did I read correctly that on Dark last night, a former NXT talent debuted on Dark last night? Tino Sabatelli. There you go. Yeah, they just call him Sabby. Good. Good. He's good. He's a good guy. I know him. His brother's a cop here in Longwood. He's a good dude. I was I was disappointed to see him not get an opportunity on the main roster, at least. So hopefully he does something good here. Yeah, he looks like a zillion bucks. He does. He he has that that star look. Could have been a little nicer to me at Access in 2016. That's all. I'm I know. I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Uh, so John Moxley cutting a promo. Uh, I like the intensity of this. I mean, it was short and sweet, but uh, wait, did we finish who won that match? Yeah, we did. Cody via submission. 
Okay. Surprise, it was the other guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what I liked about this is they didn't do the whole hug at the end and good match. Yes. And, you know, like at least they broke that. away from that formula. Cause, and you shouldn't be doing that with Eddie Kingston, should not be doing that with his character. No, he'll cut you. Eddie, <laughs> Kingston, Eddie Kingston's a gangster, dude. He's tough as hell. And I he's one him. of love and he's one of those guys. He, he his character does not feel like it's a character. It feels like that's how he is because right, yeah, yeah. So Moxley's promo, um, referencing the match last week, saying Taz did the uh, right thing, throwing in the towel, and uh, next time Moxley's not going to let go. Then we had MJF with Wardlow versus Griff Garrison, and I I like this. What was he calling him? Uh, jungle, well, Jungle Boy, Jungle Man. Um, I, I enjoyed this. I thought that it made a squash match more entertaining by having someone that uh, he could roast by proxy. What, what do you think the Griff? Well, what do you, what uh, but that's you guys the problem. Think of Griff? That's the problem, though. I think if you're out there and someone's referencing you as another wrestler, like that's yeah. Matt. Could you imagine if you were out there? I mean, I'm even trying to think who they. But if they'd been calling you Big Show the entire time in the ring, you'd just been like, "Oh my right. God, how buried am I that I can't even get my name said, like by my opponent here?" You know? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but this match was just to build MJF. Uh, I, I thought Griff. You know, I actually think he looks like uh, old school Jericho, like before WCW. Yeah. If you see his old pictures, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Was yep. he yep. one of the Jericho stand-ins at Double or Nothing? Oh, Remember? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. He's got a good look. Yeah, he's super green. Seriously. You can tell on his promo, he sounded nervous as hell. But, yeah. he, but he's got. I mean, he's got potential. So, I mean, this isn't. You know, it's like when Edge was getting squashed on WCW back in the early '90s. It's you, you get your experience in, disappear for a little bit, and then come back and be a star, getting the right storyline. But yeah. Um. So of course MJF won this match. MJF was so entertaining in this match. Oh, it's great. With the, with the, getting the mic in the ring because you know you'd see Rock doing commentary during his match during his matches back in the day, but actually getting the mic in the ring and cutting a promo while you were while you're wrestling. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I mean he's. <laughs> Stock continues to be on the rise. It's interesting. I mean, you guys saw the ESPN article today about Orange Cassidy calling him like the breakout wrestler of 2020. Mm-hmm. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I Send think. It to me. I tweeted it. It's on my Twitter. I was going to say, I think within oh, okay. six months, we could see MJF as champ and Orange Cassidy MJF in a headline feud, given mm-hmm. the, where their trajectories are going right now. How? 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 Eventually, this is going to get stale. I don't want it to. I love Orange Cassidy. I agree. When but, I saw that closing angle, I was just like, "Ugh!" Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you could you really see that closing out WrestleMania? No. Hmm. We shall see. <laughs> no. Um, uh, reference I don't get. Vape Ross Vape two dollars saying Mad at Mad King nineteen eighty one needs a Johnny Bravo makeover. I just read it. I don't pretend to understand it. Um, <laughs> so. After Johnny Bravo got the slam anniversary. I think John E. Bravo is what he oh. meant, which is a TN uh, Impact reference. Got I don't remember that. I Josh do Kirk. know that he's going to spend he's going to spend another two bucks to <laughs> say what he really meant. Five, I'll bet you guys five bucks. You know. <laughs> Josh Gard- Gardinez, uh, Cardinez, buck ninety nine. Imagine if they bring in Homicide with Kingston. Ooh. Homicide's retired, right? I, I always liked Homicide. He's a good dude. He's yeah. a good guy in real life. Um, 
He's he got hurt a lot though when I was there at TNA. Shoulder was always messy, but he's a good promo too. Yeah. Manic Spenic sixteen. Think we're talking about Archer's great ceiling spot, Gold. Well, we're getting to that. Yeah, we're getting to it. <laughs> um. So, oh, this uh, vignette for Britt Baker, uh, Tony Schiavone talking to Rebel about Britt Baker and how she's doing after the nose surgery. They they showed more of that than I needed to see. But uh, I liked. Uh, I liked. Uh, <laughs> it kind of makes her sympathetic when she's a heel. And, you know, I'm good. It's like on the WWE backstage stuff where they show like. You know, the shoulder surgeries and stuff. Like, there are channels for that, and I don't watch those channels. I'm squeamish. <laughs> um, but no, I, I thought this promo was good. Uh, after that, uh, we had Taz. Taz uh, talking about how Brian Cage and he had some issues after throwing in the towel, but Cool Heads have prevailed. And uh, he says uh, Cage has an FTW mindset. Now comes Darby Allen, gets in the ring. Ricky Starks attacks Darby from behind. Cage then power bombs Allen twice on the stage, then power bombs him in the ring. Starks picks up and plants Allen in the ring. Starks grabs the skateboard, gives it to Cage. Moxley runs out through the crowd with the barbed wire bat, chases off everyone. Commentary notes Starks looking to have a business relationship with Taz. And it was noted that Starks helped Cage out in last night's AEW Dark. Um, so this was a good way to use Moxley and Darby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like it waters Cage down a little bit, hmm. but we'll see. You know, the one thing with the AEW Dark, they should show a highlight, you know, before or after, because the majority of the people watching the show do not watch Dark, and it's not oh, like yeah. it's making people yeah. want to, you know, um, Dark's so been on for a while, and it's not like the the viewership is equal. And if you bring up YouTube viewers, that's way different than Nielsen rankings. If I if it if I if it takes me six viewings to watch Dark, that counts as six views. If mm. I'm watching a wrestling show and then Dark automatically starts right after and then I immediately shut it off, that counts as a view. And and then it's international, not just U.S. Wow. So it's not it's, – last night's Dark so far has 260,000 views on YouTube. Realistically, that's probably under 100,000 US, unique U.S. people uh, that were watching it. Good breakdown there, Raj Geary. That's why they pay him the big bucks, folks. <laughs> the Raj math. I should have a Raj math section on this show. Harris, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. What you just said is that is that how Facebook is too? Yeah. If somebody yeah. watches like a video. Yeah, or you know, Twitter. If you're scrolling through and there's a video playing, that counted as a view, even yeah. though you weren't watching it or you didn't uh, turn the audio on. Oh. Kind of crazy. Uh, so, women's tag team tournament the deadly draw coming this summer 16 women eight teams in the AEW women's tag team tournament right. for a cup this is good this is good no this is good though they're gonna feature uh, that's one thing i like about AEW. they do feature new female talent that i know i've never seen sure or heard of sometimes sometimes like uh abaddon who then doesn't come back what the hell why is she what tell me raj what's the scoop i've gotta assume it's some I, maybe she's a, one of QT Marshall students because they haven't been using him because he has COVID, and uh, I know they've been having she's them quarantine so for a couple good. weeks. Because otherwise, it makes no man. sense. I agree. I mean, that was too many people. Too many people were talking about her not to bring her back. Right? Glenn? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you know, not just the year, but in recent memory, that was the best debut of a female talent. Maybe the best debut of a talent. To, to us, to the world, because we didn't know who she was ahead of time 
I'm saying they they launched her the way they did that bait and switch with the setup with her opponent in the babyface promo. That was the best character introduction I could think of in recent memory for someone we didn't know was coming. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Kong was pretty good. Uh, that was a great surprise, but we knew her. I'm yeah, saying this so, is someone yeah, that was so brand, someone brand new. new. Oh, that we know. Okay. This was the equivalent. Remember back in the day when on the radio you'd hear a song, you'd be like, who's that band? This is a great song. You knew nothing about it. Not like, here's the new Foo Fighters, here's the new Nine Inch Nails. No, this was like, right, who is this right. artist? I now need to know everything about yeah. them. Okay. You know? And they, they did nothing with it after. Uh, Jewel Slinger 499 saying, Cage looked weak again because of Taz's promo. I thought they'd make a change based on all the negative feedback. Let Cage speak. Danny? Cage is not the strongest promo. Uh, yeah. um, Does he have a, a voice that doesn't match his body, or what is it? I remember uh, he, he sounds nice. He's a nice guy, and I, I don't think he knows how to get that huh. that intensity yet. Maybe, um, but in Impact, I always thought that was something that was missing. And he does the who better than Cage, you know, the who better than Canyon thing, and it just comes across as a monster like him should not be doing that. Um, he says who better than Cage? Yeah. <laughs> what is he? Does he know Chris Canyon? Did he? Yeah, know yeah. I guess they were. I guess he considers him mentor okay. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, then there you go. Then that works. Chris Canyon was a good guy. I love him. Uh, the outcast kid, Buck ninety nine. I think Eddie should have won Spice slash Shock Value. Yes. I, I do love him. I, 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 okay, outcast kid. I love him. How hard did I just mark out over his promo? Same with Ross, right? By the same token. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're building this up. You want it to be a big deal, someone that's getting over big from it, not just... I, I don't see Eddie Kingston as someone they have big plans for in the near future. I, I mean, he could get there, but use it on someone like a Darby Allen or someone like that, that you've been, you know, that's kind of on the threshold yeah. that can use it. Uh, Vaprost Vape, $2 to clarify that he was referring to Johnny Bravo, Greg Brady's rock and roll persona. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Down the well, we all bunch. know the episode. I mean, okay. which is funny. When people so, talk about Johnny Bravo, that's normally not what they're referring to these days. Right. Well, there's like three uh, Johnny Bravos then. Because, yeah, right now yeah, in Impact, think, there's a guy named John E. Bravo. I thought he was with Johnny Bravo the cartoon. Yeah, there's that too. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. Would you agree that Orange Cassidy's ceiling in WWE would be the 24-7 championship? Yes. For the record, I don't yes. get Orange Cassidy and his popularity. Maybe I'm old. Justin, I was when I discovered him, because I feel like I discovered him. All you, buddy. <laughs> I did not discover But the day I discovered who he was and whatnot, I went on this binge YouTube, just watching all the stuff. I was his biggest fan. I loved his shtick. I thought it was hilarious. But I got to be honest, I'm getting to the point now where I would not want to see it in the main event. You know, again, I go back to the Jericho match. In the middle of his comeback, he stopped and did the stupid shin kicks. And it took everything and brought everything down, which is not supposed to be happening in a comeback. In your comeback, everything is crescendo and crescendo, crescendo. Ah, hits him with a big move. Boom. One, two, kicks out. Ah. You know what I mean? That's what the comeback was to get to. Yeah, I think having him, I, I, I agree, Matt. I think he's he's kind of a special attraction, but doesn't make sense in the main event picture. I, I feel like he needs to move away from Jericho. Him feuding with someone like Sammy Guevara, Guevara or something like that could be cool. But 
when he's in okay. the main event, I just think it, it kind of brings things down a little bit as far as credibility of the title. Jericho's, I feel like, is not as effective as he was just months ago. And and we're seeing in the ratings, those uh, those segments haven't been doing that yep. well. So, uh... And, and real quick, with the ratings, Orange Cassidy was doing well before he was in that feud with Chris Jericho. Interesting. And so, as was yes, Jericho. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So wrestling enthusiast Matt is pointing out that GCWG Natty on Instagram has a custom figure of you, and I just called it up here. So let's uh, take a look at the custom Matt Morgan figure. Matt. Check that out. Thank you, wrestling enthusiast. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, tell pretty, him amazing that's job. That's awesome. Great trunks. Yeah, <laughs> cool. That's, uh, good, awesome. Good detail. Thank you. Yes. So back to. AEW Dynamite tonight. Um, uh, hang on, hang on, uh, hang on. Let's task him. Let's task his uh, custom figure making skills. Let's see if he can make a Raj Geary and Glenn Rubenstein <laughs> uh, custom figure tag team edition. <laughs> no, let's not forget Justin. <laughs> yeah, you get a, a, a oh La Barbarian. Carl, <laughs> yes, you can get a, a Carl figure from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force and just modify that for Justin. It's, it's very, by Limp Biscuit yeah. one, right? Oh yeah, Fred Durst. <laughs> Carl. Carl's pretty good though. That was good. <laughs> I don't mean, know why that, that just good. popped up my head. Um, so Josh Cardinia is saying uh, next week Cody's opponent is Warhorse or Cardona? Question mark. Um, Who's that? Is, is Cardona Zach Ryder? I don't think he beat Zach no. Ryder right off the bat. No. What's his name? Oh, because yeah, he's a free agent now. Uh, you know, uh, Kurt Hawkins. He's an Impact. Um, a lot of the free agents are now in Impact. <laughs> Rusev still. Uh, hasn't shown up anywhere. He, and really, no one could have shown up on Dynamite tonight. This was taped last week before these guys were free. Oh. So next week's episode will be the first. I, I'm about to make the chat room go crazy, or maybe not. And this will be a good judgment if we should or not. Is now that Impact is taking some headlines and trendings, that means we got to start talking. We should cover it. Oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm doing a deep <laughs> dive. I'm doing a deep dive into The Simpsons, Matt, on Disney Plus. Like, I really need some evenings, you know, free. I still, need to, I still need to finish the Goonies. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll keep yeah. an eye on it. If, if this isn't a two-week thing, you know, right now they, they've got right. the, the buzz is just them picking up these WWE guys. But if they build right. some strong storylines from it and it sustains, yeah, we can yeah. maybe start covering their pay-per-views. Um, been wanting to, so yeah. James Potts, $2, saying, Abaddon, stay off social media. Keep kayfabe alive. I think her social media, I mean, it's she's definitely not in character the entire time. Um, or maybe she is. Maybe if you envision that it's the character, it actually makes it kind of more interesting. Um, Ethan Curtis, Buck99, saying, what teams do you think they're going to come up with? I'm assuming for the women's tournament. Yeah. I mean, eight eight teams, that's uh, more than we've seen from the women's roster. Yeah, Brandy and Allie, that's definitely going to be one. Who, who did they beat last week? Whoever they beat last week will probably be another. Uh, Darn it. Sheeta and... I don't know. I don't know, but they're going to be bringing in other girls that are yeah. going to get an opportunity. That's what's cool. Maybe Ivelisse, and even though they wrestled tonight, Ivelisse and Diamante, they're good friends oh, yeah. in real life. Ivelisse is a badass. Yeah. Well, we had uh, Chris Jericho talking to Alex Marvis, saying he was annoyed about Orange Cassidy ruining his jacket last week, his $7,000 jacket. <laughs> 
mentioned that Luchasaurus isn't really a dinosaur, but they're going to make him extinct. And uh, his jacket still smells like orange juice. Uh, then we had Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade in a false count anywhere match. And uh, this went decently around the uh, the arena with the Young Bucks winning via pinfall. It did, but I don't know. Butcher and the Blade, man, uh, over it. <laughs> The match was pretty awesome, though. I mean, if you love if you love this yeah. the high flying the young buck style, young uh, this buck match stuff, was, was yeah. super fun. And and that double senton uh, through the tables at the end to to beat him, uh, you know, was pretty yeah. was pretty extraordinary. So, you know, I'm I'm more of like an FTR style, but if you love the young buck style, this match this match was awesome. Then, after that, we had... It's funny, I keep opening that NXT tab and almost talking about NXT, but then we had Ivelisse versus Diamante. Uh, women's match. Uh, decent length of time. Diamante winning via pinfall. What do you think, Matt? I mean, we had the Big Swole uh, commentary or the, the video at some point talking uh, she was what? at home the match or her, the match she or was her. talking about baker i mean so, so it's interesting real, real quick what do you think about diamante and ivelisse ivelisse should be on tv every single week she should be in the top five immediately in that women's division immediately and that made no sense to me that she lost right off the bat again the, yeah unless they don't have plans for her. A, which i don't get because they did that when they first brought her in too um I don't know. Is she a headache backstage? Maybe does she get heat with everybody? And that's always been the the knock against her is that she's been she's her had attitude issues and, and tough to deal with backstage. She got into an a you know, a Twitter fight with Jack Evans, you know, the AEW uh, wrestler who he, he hasn't been on, but they got into it on on Twitter. What? This was a few days ago, but granted, this was taped last week. So this oh. still the Twitter feud happened after her, she had done this match. So you know, they, one wasn't related to the other. But so really quick, I know we're taking forever on this, but what what uh, what was the Twitter beat? So Jack Evans kind of blamed Ivelisse for uh, for his push ending in Lucha Underground, and then she went off saying like he was yelling in her face backstage and. And then they just kind of went back and forth, uh, okay. and and uh, yeah, that was it. He he basically blames her for uh, being let go from Lucha Underground, and she's saying that he did acted inappropriately. I mean, inappropriately, she, like yelling. Did she work as a booker there or something? No, no, just as a wrestler. So she had that kind of stroke to go up to whomever and say, "Hey, get rid of this guy." Um, I think probably because of that incident where he was ye- huh. he was yelling and maybe she went and told. I, I'm not exactly oh, sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Twitter I, beefs I, I, are just. I mean, that's everyone. Why I should... ask you guys. I don't see. I don't see any. I know. Of them, so that's why now, I ask you guys. If people were releasing diss tracks, I think this would take it to a whole other level. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, uh, Tupac talking about it had sex with Biggie's wife. You know, uh, Eminem dissing Everlast because Everlast felt slighted when M passed him in a hotel lobby and didn't say hi to him. You know, we got we got a good six minute song out of that D12 shown. I think uh, we need to bring this back, even for people that aren't hip hop artists. <laughs> so I should clarify, Evans is claiming that he uh, he demanded that he be, he be released after the argument with Ivelisse and uh, said that she had a difficult personality, which is why he wanted to leave. And then she said that he was screaming and he was screaming at her and 
legit tried to fight her uh, when she was calmly talking to him about putting a match together. So And released rhymes with Ivalice. These diss tracks write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> eight Mile. You're yes. doing eight, eight Mile themed version. The end to Eight Mile is 15 minutes of the best film I've ever, ever. seen in my life. So, so good. So, so good. good. Elevated, like, and I'll even say this more satisfying, maybe because we were younger, even more satisfying than, like, to me, any of the fights in Rocky. I will watch the last rap battles in Eight Mile over the end of Rocky any day. Mm. Now you've gone uh, too far. Uh, I remember jumping up and down, like, watch, like, after the fifth, tenth, twentieth time watching Rocky. You know what I mean? Every yeah. time. It never I gets going to win. I am never yeah. tired. I can watch the last three battles in Eight Mile every day. Yes, the music in the good. Rocky Four with his fight I with know. Drago, just awesome. I'm not saying it's not close. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so <laughs> then, uh, so Diamante won that via pinfall. But no, I, the thing with Swole talking about Baker, I don't like when it's like, hey, it's a women's match. Let's see what we can do to get more women. Like, WWE is guilty of this as well. It's like, let it breathe. Spread it out more throughout the yeah. show. Yes. You know? Because yes. I'm paying attention to Swole talking about uh, brittle Britney's fragile ass. Uh, it's an exact That quote was pretty funny. I, I was disappointed, though. I was happy to see you know, Diamante. She's impressive. But I was very disappointed to see it, at least. Yeah, because she, I mean, regardless of the backstage stuff, in the ring, she she has it all. She has the look, charisma, everything. The whole package, absolutely. So, after that, we had Hangman Adam Page versus Five from the Dark Order. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Page won. The Dark Order. (laughs) Uh, Even Page can't elevate you know, oh. the Dark Order. I, I think <laughs> Hangman Page is, is one of their top superstars. And Colt's got to get some gear, man. If Colt's hanging with the Dark Order, he can't just be the guy in the t-shirt. Yeah. Brody Lee needs to get away from this. Uh, what do you do? I don't, I don't like Brody. I don't like Brody's gear either. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, they came out and they talked to, uh, to Page after. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, they started attack. They started attacking him, and then uh, yeah. FTR came out, and uh, I like that FTR helped clear the ring, and then they shared a beer with Adam Page. Then Omega came yep. out, so it kind of tied in that storyline that Omega yes. came out last, and then it, it kind of ended there. So they still building on that storyline. So the main event. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager with Santana and Ortiz versus Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Many in the chat are saying that Falls Count Anywhere match should have been the main event. But as this main event um, with Jericho and Hager getting the win, what did you think of this, Matt? Awesome. Hmm? I thought this was really, really good, actually. Yeah. I. What, what did Jim Ross call him? During this match, did you guys catch how many times did his name his name wrong? Oh, Jungle Jungle Boy Jack Perry? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Why does I, he refuse <laughs> to just call him Jungle Boy? Is it's he one just thing trolling? if everyone decided, okay, now you're going to be Jungle Boy Jack Perry. <laughs> and I could see him transitioning to that at some point, because at some point yes. the Jurassic stuff's going to, it's, you know, it's a little yes. corny. It's going to, where it's well. It holds them back. It holds them back. They don't need it, honestly, anymore. Yeah. As uh, soon as Luchasaurus they, cuts a promo saying 35 million years ago, it's like, oh, man, come on. 
Yeah. I can't take this seriously. Yeah. I can't. I can't take you wanting to kill someone else c- coming up seriously when you're talking about 35 million years ago. <laughs> Wait, but I mean, Matt this, Hardy. This Matt Hardy's. Been... Really quick, I apologize, but but this is an example of things that pop the boys. And back in the day, they used to use that as a barometer in WWE Attitude Era. If you could pop the boys backstage, then chances are it would be a hit in the ring or on TV somehow, right? That's just not always the truth. And I guarantee yeah. you this is something that pops the boys. Wouldn't it be funny if we made Luchasaurus say this? And, like, yeah, I could see some people snickering at it and whatever, but not when he looks the way he looks and how I want to view him as a killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, The Rock doing the people's elbow was to, to pop the boys, and right. that worked. Him doing uh, talking 65 million years ago, not 35, thanks. Tighten his back right. in the chat. Um, I, I just think it's, it's cringy. Good, big difference. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, so here's the thing. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy feels to me like something out of Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. Um, and I like that about it. I like that it doesn't take it as seriously. But yeah, I think... Uh, you really got to suspend disbelief to get that into the main event. And it's like the Matt Hardy thing when he starts talking about, I've been around since the dawn of time. It's kind of like, okay, if you're immortal, why do you care about professional wrestling this much? Like, an interview <laughs> with the va- like yeah. now granted, an interview with the vampire, Lestat did become a rock star at some point, but that was probably just Cut to like, find people to eat, you know? We can ask that about anybody's character. Um, the Undertaker. Why would he want to be a pro wrestler? <laughs> he's, the, he's an Undertaker in real life. Or Kane. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, Kane, from hell. Kane was coming. Oh, well, yeah. There's bigger <laughs> fish to fry for him, you would think. Yes. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to. Uh, somebody in the up. chat room, somebody in the chat room as we speak is typing it. Kane came back because his brother burned him as a young boy. <laughs> That's why. The Marco uh, Stun interfered in this match. Did we do the finish? Uh, Jericho, uh, a bat got introduced. Jericho hit Luchasaurus with the bat and got the yeah. got he pinned Luchasaurus. So. And after uh, the, bat, Orange bat, the bat, the bat has a name. Oh, what's the bat's name? Don't you remember? I don't remember. I do not. That was like Theo or Tad or something <laughs> like that. He's named his bat. Huh. Uh, oh well, Chad very, will know it. Go ahead. Very Negan-ish. Yes. What's Negan's bat's name? It's a woman's name. I can't yeah. remember what it is. I'm forgetting. All right. Yeah. Uh, but, so, and then uh, Orange Cassidy came out with the best friends. Stare down. With the best friends. Did I say best friends? What did I say? Yeah, no, you, no, you, no, you absolutely did. And this is what I mean with the goofiness <laughs> at the top, you know? Yes. The best friend, Orange Cassidy, uh, 65, year, 65 million years ago, Marco Stunt. He's right. I hate saying it. I, I'm a total homer. I admit it for every time we do this for AEW. But he's right. I don't like it either. So was it Marco Stunt that got in the time machine and brought Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to the present? Is that kayfabe the story? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Or they're just crazy. They have split personality <laughs> disorder or something. Right? Right. How would you explain this? That would be a WWE thing to explain it to give Luchasaurus a main like a rebrand. Oh, he had a mental delusion. He thought he was a dinosaur. Yeah, you know? so tons of people in the chat are saying Lucille. So uh, oh, right. Jericho's bat's name is Floyd. Oh, yeah, Floyd. 
<laughs> uh, Tina Miller, two dollars, saying it's a shame about that match uh, with so and so and so and so because Alan, Alan Angels is very good. Uh, the one with Adam Page and with uh, Five from the Dark Order, yeah. Alan Angels. Yeah, the match itself was yeah, it, it was good. Just the goofy gimmicks. And so next week it's going to be five on five uh, inner circle versus oh, not the wrestler five. No, it's confusing. It is because five was in action. Five on five on five. Uh, so that was AEW tonight. Not a bad show. Better than uh, NXT. I know, again, I thought AEW. Yeah. It was super entertaining. Um, yeah, but NXT finished. Yeah. Let's get into NXT. Okay, so we talked about there's going to be some triple threat matches. Keith Lee is dropping the North American title uh, after uni- not unifying after winning both titles uh, against Adam Cole two weeks ago. Uh, so he's still going to be the NXT main champion. He's dropping the North American title. There's going to be a series of triple threats beginning tonight. The winners of those will go into takeover on August 22nd, a ladder match to crown the new NXT North American champion. We open tonight with Dexter Loomis versus Danity Kane. I mean, Killian Dane. Um, like this, I don't want to just Killian Dane too much. It's it's easy, right, to say that Killian Dane. No, I just think that. Come on, we knew this was Dexter Loomis was going to get the win, and I think Dexter Loomis needs Uh-oh. to beat more prominent guys if they're really trying to okay. establish him as a powerhouse. Okay. Then they haven't been just beat Roderick Strong like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been good. You know, I just thought Killian, like, this was kind of a placeholder. Like, who do we got that... You, you don't think the fact that he's beating such a big mammoth of a man is impressive, though, still? What's Killian Dane's record, though? Yeah, it's not it's the visual. This is yeah. A, yeah, but it's a TV match to get Loomis over. Again, my problem, my problem was more they didn't make the title uh, relinquishing a bigger deal. That should have been a, the opening segment, 15 minutes, setting it yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, what was the Lance Archer segment? Sorry, everyone's saying we missed Oh, Lance yeah, Archer. yeah. There was that backstage. Oh. <laughs> How did we forget that? Jeez. Because it's just all in through the eyes and just out. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Yeah, there's this uh, backstage segment where Lance Archer was beating a bunch of uh, a bunch of chumps, and he threw one guy into the ceiling, just tossed him in the ceiling, threw another guy into a trash can. It was pretty, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty awesome. All right, real quick. That's how you book a big man. That's how you book a bleep kicker, a, a monster. All right, especially a monster heel. You don't have to have a match all the time. You don't have to have promos if they're not good talking. These kind of things is what you do with it. Yeah. Not more he of this. Because awesome. he, he had lost a lot of steam. So I think more of this yes, to get him has. back on track. Yes. Sorry. And so. He should do more of this for a while before putting him back in a match. Just beating yes. up chumps, beating up people in the yes. crowd. Go back to the Jake the Snake's ring or whatever that was, right? Yeah. Do that well, too. I would say the same thing for Dexter Loomis. I think they could have done a creative vignette that would have kept yeah. his momentum going more than Killian Dane, <clears throat> who's not had the most stellar win record. I just don't think this really did anything uh, – for Dexter tonight to kind of keep his momentum going. Whereas I think what they've done with him and Roderick Strong in the past, um, yeah, I feel like they've just done a better job building the character. This was not an opening match that got people excited. Well, no, he's a big monster in the ring. He's not going to have fast action. And Loomis is not a fast-paced wrestler either. Um, but, again, it looks impressive to take down a big giant like that. The visual of it, again, that's all that's for. It's a big I- 
I, I agree with you, Matt, because this is a TV match. You don't want him beating the the big opponents quite yet. You want to just keep sure. giving him momentum. You know, he's he's clearly a character. They have a lot of uh, have a lot of faith in them that they're building. So absolutely, you know, this, this is still a crescendo in his storyline. Yeah. But I think this would have been a good, better cooldown match. And I hate to say this about my beloved Brazongo, but Everrise versus Brazongo, like to have this follow that, I just right. think that, um, and Brazongo oh. are Mounties now. I mean, it's good they got a win. They looked good in this match. They're, they're still over. People still like them. But I thought that both of these matches should have been <laughs> sprinkled later in the yes. card in between some others. <clears throat> they should have went straight into that for, like, well... They should maybe they should have went into that triple threat match to start off on because they. I think that would have been good. They're going to get killed yeah. in that first hour. I think. I think AEW is going to destroy too. him in that first hour. By uh, by, by doing it. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, real quick, here's my question on ratings though. Who's to say that what the previous week did isn't what's responsible for bringing viewers to the table to watch the beginning 15 minutes of that next show? Well, that's usually. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, usually if you finish hot, you usually start hot the following week. And NXT did not finish hot last week. I mean, they they, they got destroyed last week. So I don't know. I don't know. It was a riveting episode of NCIS that I turned on five minutes before <laughs> NXT started, and I think that probably you know maybe lifted the ratings a little bit this week. It's like any TV show, so right? Did- if they if they leave you wanting more, you're excited to watch it that next week. Definitely. So, sorry, just scrolling back to make sure. So yeah, Brizango. By this point, I would have if if I wasn't doing the show and I was only had to watch one, I would have switched over for a while. Uh, I thought that they dressed up as the mountain. That was cool that they came out to the old entrance song. (laughs) (laughs) Justin Lopez, two dollars, saying Everrise and Thatcher are channel changers for me. Um, I agree, hundred percent. I put Oni Lorcan on that list too. You, you can say he's oh, a good he's worker right. and whatever, but yeah, should be on TV. Sorry. <laughs> I think uh, one thing though, if they're going to dress up like the Mounties, they should have had like the cattle prod and you know, like done. Oh, yeah. some, you yes. Know, go all the way with yes. it. Yes. I bet you they wanted to, but somebody's like, "Oh, we can't do that." Anymore. Can't have electrocution on TV. Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> um. I think they should have. I agree. They should open with the tri- triple threat, and this next match should have gone second, which was Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart. Um, so Aaliyah was out with Robert Stone of the Robert Stone brand, and uh, again, this was you know a chance for Shotzi to uh, to pick up a win and uh, abuse Robert Stone a little bit. Aaliyah got the loss. I'm. This is this is a good place for Shotzi and even a good place for Aaliyah. I'm really, really glad that Rhea Ripley is nowhere near Robert Stone right now in this storyline. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's above this. That would have brought He's it. Yeah. above this. He is above this. <laughs> yes. He is. Uh, I mean, it is doing something for Aaliyah. So, yeah, that. it is. Good for her. Uh, Mercedes Martinez attacked Shotzi after they had a stare down. That's- and that's another good, again, there's another, I'm not just saying this blowing smoke. Or right? People always say we exaggerate the women's division and stuff like that. At least they say that to me. Um, we're not exaggerating. This right here is yet another good storyline that I want to see. I know both characters. I know what their motivations are for the most part. And they both have completely different looks. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that upcoming Shotzi versus Mercedes. V Infuso, five dollars, saying it's a crime that Matt never got the TNA Championship. Good content, though, guys. Well, it's a consolation, Matt. You have this podcast. Even though he never held the TNA championship. Do you think Mercedes Martinez, if she's going with the Robert Stone brand, is that a step down for her with how that, you know, yes. the, how they've been using it? Is That's she going with the brand or is she just going after Shotzi? Well, they had that backstage segment later oh, where right. it seemed like. Yeah. Where he, she was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think. I, yeah, it is for her. She's better than that. Yeah. Got a little bit of a hype video package on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Talked about his music career and his wrestling career. Uh, sent a message to NXT Cruiserweight Champion Santos X Escobar. And says, the next time I step in the ring, there'll be a new champ. Then we have the triple th- ladder match. The match that should have opened the show, the qualifier for that North American ladder match at TakeOver. We had Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong. And uh, this match was a banger. This absolutely should have opened the show. But I was surprised that Bronson Reed won. Me too. But that's good, right? Isn't this good? That yeah. somebody, you know what I mean? I thought it was really good. Just because Johnny Gargano has been in these title matches forever. He did Ever. not need to win. Yes. And to an extent, so is Roderick Strong. So it brings up someone new. Yep. And this match 100%. was really, really good. I need to watch fantastic. it again because this was happening at the same time as the Young Bucks match. Yes, it was. <laughs> this is something though, this is the match that you do want to rival a Young Bucks match, to be yeah. fair to NXT. Now, I, I, now that they're sitting there watching it live and go, okay, now let's do this match now to rival Young Bucks. It just so happened it worked that way. But yeah, I, I, good Lord, this was good counter programming. Yeah, I had them side by side for this because usually I'll have like one on my iPad and then one that's on my TV. Yeah. yeah. This, they were side by side. I'm, I'm like, just like one eyeball on each. It was pretty no, I've tough. Got that. I've got one AirPod in one ear and I'm watching the TV volume on the other and I'm switching back and forth. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough watching four it hours is. of wrestling in it two. Is. <laughs> it's like, I'm not one of those people that, you know, a lot of people listen to podcasts on, on 2X speed. Like, I can't do that. But yeah. when watching two things at once, like, yeah, oh. it's very hard to pay attention. Um, and they don't go to a commercial at the same time. No. Like, like uh, WCW and WWF, they would. And so you can't get out for a break to, you know, get another water or, you know, just get a snack. It's just sitting there watching two shows at exactly it's the same an iPod. Time. It's an iPad, Raj. You can bring it in the bathroom with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the TV. You're only watching no, one. But you wait till the commercial's on the TV and you bring the iPad in the bathroom. But they, go to, they do the picture-in-picture. And during the picture-in-picture in in the main event, they had Matt Hardy in the crowd watching. So stuff happens. If they would have opened with the triple threat, then gone to the women's match, and then gone to the Brazongo match, the momentum of tonight would have been entirely different. I agree. Um, So this triple threat, yeah. uh, Bronson Reed, that was a surprise. Uh, I mean, I'm really with Gargano and Roderick. So with Undisputed Era, are they going to follow Adam Cole to perhaps SmackDown or you think they're going to say in NXT? I, I hope been, not for his sake. For his sake, I hope not. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I think as soon as Vince sees their size, that he's, they're not going to get far. And then he's going to lump Adam Cole with them. I think Adam Cole yep. has the best chance by himself. So Raj, I know you're Vince, excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> Vince, sorry. Vince also has this affinity for when somebody really likes one of the four people in a group to go purposely find another one in that group and push that other one instead. So I don't want them going up to the roster. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Well, you go with yours first. All right. Remind me to never touch Glenn's iPad. <laughs> I wipe these things down. <laughs> I buy the little lens at alcohol wipes by the thousands. Uh, I don't get it. Why? Well, because I was talking about you could bring the iPad into the bathroom, you know? <laughs> yeah, but oh. I mean, okay, not to get like too off on a tangent here, but I think this, whenever somebody's like, here's my phone, and I'm like, I think everybody brings their phone in the bathroom. I'm not touching anyone's phone. Yeah. Like, that thing is just swarming with germs. Yep. Uh, yeah, here, here's the other one you were bringing up. Uh, Steve Marchicelli yeah. was ca- uh, carrying cross a good fit for a Goldberg undefeated storyline. Yes. I think yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. it would almost seem too it would seem too too much like a copy uh, with Karrion Cross, but I think you still have him undefeated. What time out? So is that what, what? But that's not fair. Does that mean nobody gets to be undefeated ever again? No, you still have him undefeated. But if, I, I mean, are you doing like where you're counting the streak? Like WWE has not done that yet, where they're like eight and zero or 10, 15 yeah. and zero until except for Undertaker's they're, WrestleMania streak, they never did. Right, so that, right. But that's why that's just stupid. In real sports, they would be counting. Yeah. And then guess what? The next season would start. Some team gets hot. Like they've been thirty-seven and zero on the, you know, yeah. every single year in basketball. Teams go on streaks. You know what I mean? It, it, it is what it is. They should. I think they should use it more. Yeah. So Raj, match of the night for you: Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Lorcan. <laughs> I don't mean to make your guys' head explode, but Timothy Thatcher, when he walks to the ring, he does it in a very Stone Cold style. You know, as far as the grimace on his face and just. And again, I don't think he's anything like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But as far as the, his swagger when he walks to the ring, that it, it it just reminds me of that. Like it's this intensity. I'm gonna go back and watch for that. Then I want to try to watch it through that purview. Maybe I'm missing something because I can't take a guy named Timothy seriously <laughs> as a wrestler. Yeah, Timothy. <laughs> Timothy, your your dinner's late. <laughs> You're late for dinner, well, Timmy. I butchered my own joke. It's it's not Timmy. I mean, Timmy would be the worst. Still, just not would. The same. You don't do it like Matthew Morgan. Just doesn't sound the same, right? No, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I would argue Matt Morgan's terrible. I hated that was my real name. But, but Matt like, Maddie Morgan, Maddie Morgan's kind of like a guy from Boston. <laughs> Maddie Morgan, you know. <laughs> 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 that is what my friends up in Northeast do. See. Uh, where we got else? I mean, so Timothy Thatcher won this match. The one thing I like about the, you know, with Timothy Thatcher, his matches, they look like there's pain going on, like they're hurting each other. Sure. It's not like a dance. Put like, it on the UK show. Yeah, it, it is very UKish, but it's so is, much yeah, so I mean, it's a hard hitting style. Just if, if you don't care who wins or loses, if you don't care about if they don't have the charisma or the character, then that's the thing that's lacking. Uh, so Oni Lorkin could not believe he lost. <laughs> well, he's the only one. <laughs> uh, Robert Stone and Aaliyah backstage. Mercedes Martinez walks up, says she needs someone to handle her contract, set up big matches, and do the crap she doesn't care about. The stuff outside the ring. Don't we all need someone like that in our life? Uh, yeah. That way she can focus on what she does best, hurting people in the ring. Got it. Stone says she's crystal clear. He's her man. But Mercedes warned him not to overstep his boundaries because she'll permanently break both of his legs. Understood? Done. Stone tells Aaliyah to help him up, and she does. Stone offers his hand for a shake to welcome Mercedes to the Robert Stone brand. Mercedes shakes his hand and walks off. Stone and Aaliyah celebrate, but Stone goes back down, selling his ankle injury. 
Things are looking up for Robert Stone. Yes. <laughs> looking down for Martinez. Uh, back from the break, we got a video package from Finn Balor. Took shots at Keith Lee at the, over the NXT North American title. Also took shots at Dexter Williams and Timothy Thatcher, revealing that they're going to face off in a triple threat qualifier for TakeOver next week. Who do you think wins that match between Finn, Dexter, and your boy Timothy Thatcher, Matt? Loomis. Yeah, I think Loomis. It does seem like Loomis. Finn would be great to just to have him in the ladder match because he could do some really right? cool stuff. Um, but, you know, right off the bat, Loomis and Bronson, uh, those aren't exactly the most uh, intriguing names, <laughs> so we'll see who else they add. But, I mean, if Loomis ends up winning. Absolutely. Uh, the main event, Karrion Cross versus Dominic Dijakovic. And uh, Cross got the entrance. Cross owned this match for the most part. Um, Keith Lee coming out like a Rocky Four situation. Is he going to stop the match? Uh, ultimately he was fading and, uh, went out. Dijakovic did, uh, cross getting the win. I mean, this was a good, I like that this was a good longer domination match. It wasn't a squash in the traditional sense, but I mean, you can't watch this and not feel like uh cross isn't a killer to borrow a phrase. What do you want me to say to that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like this this match that we did. Djokovic had a little bit of offense in this, but yeah, I thought that uh, this was good. I liked the way that they incorporated Lee into it. Um, this yeah. wasn't good. This was real. This was really good. Yeah. This was yeah. A, this was such a strong ending. This is stuff that you were talking about earlier, right, Raj? The first hour of this show versus what we're watching here is just night and day. Yeah, they finished super strong. I thought, you know, because it started when Cross was just killing him outside the ring with the steps, and then he was just bashing him. It just felt violent. It felt brutal. It made, I mean, again, it made Cross look like a killer, you know, pun intended. He's he's so intense. So intense. Jewel Slinger 499 saying Cross reminds me of a younger Randy Orton in a lot of ways. Didn't realize how big he was until he's standing face to face with uh, Dominic Dijakovic tonight. I'm going to say, I think for this modern era, Cross is a better version of Randy's gimmick right now. We'll have to see when Cross can whoa, whoa, cut to pro. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> With Randy Orton, you look at look at everything we know about Randy Orton. Look at Twitter Randy Orton. Look at Randy Orton in the promos he cuts. When Randy becomes the I hear voices guy and he's banging on the ring and doing all the old stuff, like it's a it's a little bit of a throwback. Like we like it because we're nostalgic for it. But I'm saying no one no one at home is like, oh, there Randy goes again. The voices are talking to him. Oh, he's conjuring it. What's he gonna do? RKO out of nowhere. Like we see these things coming. With Cross, it's still it's still fresh. It's still new. It's 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 more right. legitimate because Randy's been a little uh, little not watered down, but had some of the edges softened over the years. He's in more all dangerous. The yeah, Cross is more dangerous because with Randy, like Randy's been a face. Randy's been a heel. Randy's been in all these situations. With Cross, this is just pure aggression and danger. And the way they sell it with the entrance, I like that there's still some mystery here. Like we don't have yeah. him cutting promos. You know, Randy's cut promos from every different angle you can imagine at this point. So that's what I'm saying. It's better. Randy has the nostalgia, but with Cross, like, Cross is in his prime right now. I just don't know what they're comparing it to because I can go back to Randy's the rookie year wrestling Christian. Yeah. Everybody on Monday Night Raw watching it and going, their jaws are on the ground. Sure. It was, 
he's a thousand times better than Karrion Cross in that ring. A thousand times. Yeah, I think as far as a killer character, like a, a dangerous, just destructive Randy's character. Randy's not a killer. I know, yeah, I know. Not. I think that the better comparison might be Brock Lesnar back in the day. Um, hmm. But yes, Brock is still was still better. Um, Cross is great for now, but Brock was Brock. Um, you know what please, it's like. Feel man? free to watch his de- feel free to watch his debut. Spike uh, uh, hitting Spike Dudley with like twenty power bombs. Dude, that was just okay. Dude, but let me guess it. Was it like uh, Maven versus Allison in a hardcore match or something to that effect? And uh, Brock jumped a guardrail, came in there, Paul Heyman, and just crushed everybody. Yeah, he smashed Jeff Hardy earlier on. There was someone big. I want maybe it was Rikishi. There was someone big that was that later. Even... That was like a two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a comparison, yeah. Matt, that you're absolutely going to understand this language. When Randy Orton came out, he was like Axl Rose Welcome to the jungle. You're going to die. Like, this guy looked like he'd lived some shit. He had some serious attitude going on. You believed everything that came out of his mouth. Flash forward four years later, Axel's in the white leather suit, sitting there with a candelabra singing November Rain. And you're like, okay, maybe Axel's not living the hardcore life anymore. You know, maybe Randy Axel's was never really records. that. Randy yeah, never had that out that way as a rookie. But he had that Randy intensity. Right. He had that hunger. He had that youth to him. And I'm saying Cross, Cross is like then Kurt Cobain or Allison Chains come along. Man, and you go, okay, okay, these younger guys are feeling it. They've got that hunger, that drive, that passion. Uh, Randy wasn't introduced back, like that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Randy Steer wasn't introduced back. that way. He no, was, but I'm saying the intensity of it. The intensity. He, even the when he was first introduced, he wasn't intense. He was, was he turned heel while he was injured. He would do these corny uh, vignettes with him in a sling, giving a countdown of when he's coming back. Update. That's not the era most people think of. Think but that's how he was introduced. You know what yeah, I... Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. <laughs> Guns N' Roses originally too. was a band, the L.A. Guns and the Hollywood Rose. They, they got together. We don't need to know the complete backstory. We all know Welcome to the Jungle, and it's a bop, a banger. That's all that matters. My point stands. of all time. Uh, it really is. It really, really is. Uh, so what else we got with the Super Chats? Uh, here, real quick, uh, Chris Jericho's cruise, it was supposed to sail in uh, February of next year in 2021. 2021. That has been postponed to uh, next October, October 21st to October 25th. So I think most people saw that coming. Um, yes. And then Raw, uh, coming off of Extreme Rules, the Extreme Rules actually did get a lot of buzz online, like Google searches for Rey Mysterio. For his eye. Yep. For his eye. And that did nothing for the ratings. Raw did 1.6 million viewers on the USA Network. Second lowest of all time behind last week, just up 4%. And, um, oh, my God. Just, What's going to happen? It's getting bad, re- and we're not in sports is wrestling, yet. Is wrestling going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they got the guaranteed contract. Well, actually, these you know the contracts aren't always so guaranteed. Like, uh, God, I want to say it's um, I want to see say it's TNT dropped soccer recently, even though they had a a, a deal. So, wow, really, Major League yeah. Soccer? No, not Major. It's it's like a, a smaller version. I think it was only doing like four hundred thousand viewers or something, but they were able to get out of that contract. So. You know, TV networks usually have a way to get out of them. You, that's not going to happen with Rob on USA, I wouldn't think. The bigger thing I'd worry about down the road is if NBC, if USA is not producing any hits and has to just rely on WWE, if they just drop the USA network, because now they got the Peacock streaming service. Cable is kind of dying. Um, it is. Outside of sports, nothing's real, and news, nothing else is really big. So, 
I think the NBA. You think the NBA will help or hurt? Oh, that's gonna hurt. I mean, it'll help. What do you mean? It's gonna hurt wrestling. Like bring people. Bring, I thought maybe bring people back to some semblance of TV viewing habits again. Maybe click through oh, yeah. the channels. Oh crap! Hey, wrestling's on. Let me check it. Oh crap! Wrestling's on. Well, if I mean, if if AEW can come up with a hot storyline and promote that during the commercials uh, when uh, the games on TNT. Yes. Because, you know, uh, they, they had that golf game with it was uh, Peyton Manning and, and Tiger Woods against. Uh, oh, my God. That did monster. Numbers. That did monster. And they had AEW commercials in it, but it was just the standard stuff, even though Mike Tyson was going to be on that week. And if they had advertised, like, Mike, watch Mike Tyson on AEW. Oh, Dynamite, they did it? They, they, they didn't. didn't show Mike Tyson was going to be on? No, it was just, just your standard AEW commercial. Uh, and even the Super Bowl, when they were showing the Fox commercial, if they would have said, if WWE would have just said, we're going to get Goldberg on next week's show because he was on like two weeks later, we'll have Goldberg on, uh, advertise that during the Super Bowl. It's, but it's anyway, I, it, NBA is coming back, and, and there's going to be weeks where you got NBA, NFL, and NHL against Raw because they're all going to have games on Monday nights, and that's going to. Those are going to be rough. Yep. Rod. Yep. Does it? Does it? Does, I apologize. Rudy, guys. Um, does it ever dip below one in the next year? What's your prediction? <sighs> if there is a debate. And NFL, like a, a Biden-Trump debate, and NFL, and NBA, or something that night, I think it drops below one, or it's going to be very close. Maybe hard to imagine be below one, but it used to be hard to imagine below two. So it used to be hard to imagine below three. Yeah, I mean, every time you hit the the breaking points, and and then they start settling in it. But once you drop below one, I mean, oh my gosh, I, I can't see it, but I, it's. If there's a debate and everything, the perfect storm, then it's definitely possible. Nelson Buck 99 saying he just took his iPad to the bathroom. Do not recommend. <laughs> he paid money to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Come on, oh. Nate Dog. All right. Man. There we have it, folks. So Friday night, the three of us. The three of us, NWO, be NWO oh, round, yeah. I think. I got some uh, Bud Light <laughs> with lime left, so uh, bust those out for Friday night. Uh, talking about SmackDown. Until then, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Raj Geary underscore three hundred three. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Friday on the Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>